0: It just gives you peace of mind. You sleep well at night knowing you're not pushing people into Memberful. You're showing them the options and and showing them how it could work for their business. And if it doesn't, you're happy to show them another solution that could work too.
1: And This is very difficult for a small business, but a focus on some sort of competitive advantage. um, Something that you're doing
2: that other people can't do. Welcome to Creative Independence.
3: A podcast by Memberful. I'm Jen Matichuk.
2: And I'm Cy Wilmore. In this podcast, we speak to successful and passionate entrepreneurs who have won big in the creator economy.
3: Today, we're talking about customer service. We believe it's good business to support your customers throughout their time with you, even if they cancel or leave. Unexpectedly great customer service is critical to building a successful business strategy.
2: Today, we're joined by Lauren Gilbert, head of customer happiness here at Memberful. This company was founded in 2013. And Lauren joined the team in 2017, so she has been the lifeblood of Memberful's customer service team, helping independent publishers, educators, and creators sell memberships to their audience to build sustainable businesses. Thank you so much for joining us, Lauren. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good, yeah, I'm happy to be with you too. let
2: Let's get into it, Lauren. Tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you work before you joined the team here at Memberful, what were you doing?
0: Interestingly enough, my background is in education, so I have a degree in early childhood and elementary education. <laughs> And he, when I graduated, there weren't a ton of jobs, so I substitute did substitute teaching for a while. And then when I kind of had reached my limit on being the substitute teacher, as you know, they don't um, they don't have the best you know time. I ended up working for a company that um, created science programs for kids. So then, instead of teaching children, I was building the materials for others to teach children. And then that led into me doing some. Um, Other kind of training writing for not just training for kids, but training for adults. Then before Memberful, I was working at another tech company doing similar stuff where I was helping onboard new customers and teaching them how to use that particular tool, which was an e-learning tool. And then I came to memberful.
3: So how does membership help provide financial and creative freedom for those content creators and folks that you're working with?
0: A lot of examples come up as you ask that question because Yeah. I can't help, but thinking of the, of the customers and who I've spoken to. So one that comes to mind is, um, a group of podcasters that had a really popular show on a podcast network. And as things go, when you work for other people, the network decided to cancel the show and they were thinking, we're going to let our audience down. What could we do? Where do we go? Is the business over? And then they heard about memberful and realized, Hey, we don't have to count on someone else. We can run this business ourselves and not really have to answer to anyone but ourselves and do exactly what we want. And at the same time, um, keep, keep it go, keep going what the, what the audience, what our fans are hoping for. Yeah. It's, it's, it's independent. It's, it's, it's being in control of your own business. It's doing things the way you want and not counting on someone else to, to, to tell you how to interact with your audience. So yeah, that's my, my favorite part of one of my favorite parts of the job is seeing people have that moment where they realize, Hey, we can do this on our own and on our own terms.
3: And yeah, I love that. It's amazing. It must feel really great to be able to help those folks when they come to you saying, you know, we don't know if we can continue to do this without the support of our fans through membership, through whatever other resource. And you can be like, well, great news. We can really help you out and we have a great product to do so.
0: Yeah. I think oftentimes people have cold feet. They don't know if they can or if anyone will follow them. Um, And I think we're often there to say, Hey, like you've built this great audience. They love what you're doing. And we have the technology to pair with the work you've already done, which is building that great connection. So the technology plus the reputation and, and, and the good vibes you've already built with your audience, we put those together and then The membership business flourishes.
3: Sometimes customer service can go beyond the product. If your customers trust you, not just your product slash service, they will start to depend on you more, which enhances the necessity of you being part of their business.
0: I think where we go the extra mile is we're not just saying like click this button and then put this here. We're also kind of trusted advisors um, to to help people navigate questions that go beyond the tech sometimes. And sometimes that involves doing things that are like outside of memberful. Like I had a customer write in and she's like, you know, I know this is not exactly memberful related, but like, I trust you guys so much. And like, what, how do you think would be the best way to do that? And I could easily have been like, Hey, that's not our platform. We don't care, but that's just not how we are. Like, Oh, like she's a, she's a customer. Her success is our success. Anything we can do within, you know, reason is worthwhile in my opinion, a good use of time.
2: Something I know is incredibly important to our founder Drew, and of course to everybody here, is the importance of supporting a customer across their entire journey. I know this is something that's very, very important yeah. to, to, as I say, across the Memberful kind of uh, campus of people. Why is that so important to the Memberful team? Do you think
0: we're very? We feel very strongly about not being self-serving. We always want to do what's best by our customer. That every part of the journey, even if it means they're leaving Memberful. And I'll give you an example. We had a customer who was with us even before I started, and he was a piano instructor. Super lovely guy, always a kind word, super happy with Memberful. But as the years went, his needs um, get a lot of custom ideas. And he wanted to try some different things that kind of didn't fit in what Memberful does. And at one point he said, hey, I'm, I'm leaving. And instead of trying to persuade him to stay or offer him money or anything like that, we were just like, Hey, we're happy for you. We get where you are in your business. We want what's best for you. And however we can support you in this transition, we'll be happy to do. So whether that's, you know, pulling some reports for him or whatever we had to do to help him make the transition. It's not um, like a little think tank gets in and like, how do we persuade him to stay? It's hey we're so happy that we got you to this point in your business. We're excited for the next chapter. And we're always here if you decide to come back. And I don't know, just I sleep well at night knowing that we do such a good job with people and we're not like holding them here against their will. We're making it hard for them to leave. I just, I sleep well knowing that the values we have of the at the company across the board just like make us good people to work with.
3: There is even a possibility to provide such stellar and unexpected customer service that customers could leave due to reasons beyond our control, but then come back because they find out just how good they had it with what you were doing. And this has happened with Lauren a few times. Most of the time when we think about what's happened in our past, we really stick to the super negative things because, they're traumatizing yeah. and I like got food poisoning at a restaurant or exactly. like something
0: bad happened. I tripped when I ran down that path and you're like, that's it. I'm never going back. Yeah. And
3: you're like, <laughs> every other day before that, you're like, wow, I love this path so much. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then you trip yeah. on it one day and you're like, this path is the worst. I can never yeah. go back. Yeah. And that's what sticks in your mind. But to be yeah. on the opposite end of that spectrum, to be so good. I mean, there's that one quote, be so good that they can't ignore you um, yeah. to be so good at what you're doing that somebody remembers the really good thing is very impressive.
0: Yeah, I feel it feels good. Anytime someone comes back around, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're still they're still like member memberful still on the radar. So many years later, like one customer, he made this sort of. Common mistake of trying to go for a cheaper solution. And a couple months later, he wrote back and said, this was a huge mistake. I was trying to save a few bucks. The solution super unreliable. The support is really bad. The features they said they're releasing are never coming out. And I need to get on member full, like e- immediately. Um, and he's with us and he's happy. And, and we, you know, we chat back and forth and we laugh, a ab- laugh, haha but like kind of like chuckle at like how the journey he took to get to memberful because he tried to sort of like save money and a couple of times and do other solutions and in the end, he ended up at memberful anyways. And we're not like, I always say, you know, when customers like, well, so-and-so solution is cheaper. And this solution does this. We're not trying to beat out other our competitors on pricing. We're not going to be the least expensive solution, but we're going to beat them out on reliability. We're going to beat them out on ease of use. We're going to beat them out on combat compatibility with other tools. And we're definitely going to beat them out on having, really kind, caring, unexpectedly awesome customer support.
3: Lauren Gilbert, being in a helping profession her entire career, helped her build the customer service skills needed to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction. These skills are crucial and memorable, as evidenced by our next guest, Ben Reynolds, who has worked closely with Lauren via Memberful.
1: Memberful was actually the first membership software I joined when I started the company in 2014. And I think we got, we, we ended up not using it then because I didn't want to pay. I think it was a (laughs) hundred dollars a month or whatever the price is at the time. I was extremely cost conscious because my first year I made less than minimum wage. And then in 2017, I believe, or 2018, I came back to Memberful because the service is amazing. Um, The the customer support is excellent. I've worked with uh, Lauren and really probably the best customer support I've had from any company that I can remember. So she's doing something right. And then just the the way the software works in general is really good. It makes things very easy.
3: Many facets have to come together for a business to be considered successful. If you have a great product idea, but the execution is buggy, it will be too hard to keep customers past the initial excitement of the product. Similarly, if you have a product that requires the customer to trust you, great customer service is key. Ben proves this with his company, Sure Dividend, an investment newsletter.
1: We wanted to keep our prices low and provide a lot of value relative to what we charge. Um, and I think the uh, newsletter industry and just the online investment industry is tailor-made to do that versus the more traditional investment advisory industry. I've been interested in investing uh, since college. So so when I started Sure Dividend before that, I was really wanting to do something in the investment industry um, and really put together what I thought my skills were, which was more on the writing and researching side uh, and and bring that forth with Sure Dividend. Um, and in my research before that, I was looking into what investing strategies work well for the individual investor. And the dividend growth investing strategy really seems like it's tailor-made to to all these... Different things that work well for individuals. Um, so, for example, the dividend growth strategy. The, you know, the word dividend—it's obviously focused on income. So, you get actual money flowing into your account. And you know, ninety-nine percent of us invest to one day retire or reach financial freedom, and that's where your income exceeds your expenses. And you can't really do that unless your investments are creating income. Uh, so, that's the the first big point with dividend growth investing.
3: You have it on your website it's the big thing that you're pushing out. Why do you believe that the long-term is so important to you? Is this because of, you know, people pushing for financial freedom or talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I I think long-term investing is very important for a variety of reasons. One of them is fees. The less you trade, the less fees you pay. Another is compounding. So the longer you're invested in something, the longer your investment has time to compound for you so you know if you hold something for a month the underlying business isn't going to grow in a month but if you hold it for five years or ten years there's going to be some real change in the underlying value of your investment Um, and you can see that through through long-term holding which you can't see in short-term holding so i guess a a long-term mindset really is kind of like the business owner mindset versus the i'm playing you know i'm putting money in the, the stock market casino mindset
3: Ben initially thought his ideal customer was younger, but quickly found out his ideal customer skewed a lot older, and adapted his strategies to meet that customer.
1: Originally, I thought my ideal customer would be people in their 20s and 30s, starting their portfolio and building it from scratch. Uh, My my thinking there was, well, those people have the longest time to invest, so it's the most valuable to them. But I quickly learned, well, not quickly enough, but I eventually learned that. My actual customers are people closer to retirement, in or near retirement. And it makes sense when you think about it, they have more
2: funds to invest and they're closer to needing the income from those funds. What has membership meant for you, Ben? And maybe more importantly, how do you walk that line between what to give away, what content to give away for free in order to build awareness, and what content to call premium or members only content? It's informative. And we, you know, we might say this stock we think
1: is a, a good buy right now but it's not, it's not a ranking of all the stocks that we we follow. It's, it's here's something interesting, here's to generate compelling ideas, whereas our premium services are more tailored to a comprehensive approach of the, our newsletters. Um, we have different tiers of service, but our mid-tier and above um, newsletters have portfolio building guides. For most businesses, I think kind of broadly, it's it's really great because you can build those relationships with your customers, members, um, and you can invest in your your products or services because there is that relationship that you know they're going to be there. You can assume they're going to be there, and they they're kind of signaling they want to be with you for for more than one transaction. It's it's not transactional; it's more relationship or ongoing. So you can you can invest in your business and make better products and services. And I think that's why the membership economy is growing so quickly.
3: With membership, the success of your business relies on providing a consistent service. Because you need to maintain and grow recurring revenue, customer service needs to be a top priority, being attentive, reliable, and oftentimes unexpectedly
1: great. Nothing we do is financial advice. Um, And it's not for our customer service. We don't provide any individualized investment advice or anything like that because there's a clear distinction in the investment industry between um, investment advisors who do provide and are, you know, legally allowed to provide that one-on-one. Here, I look at your portfolio. You're, you know, you're 60. You're, you have X amount of money. You plan to retire in Y years. You need to be in Z securities. We provide more generalized answers to questions. So if they have a question on our portfolio building guide, we're happy to answer that because that's something that's. Uh, general to to what we do, but not specific to an individual.
3: Obviously, you know there are some folks that want to be able to ask really specific one on one. Look at my portfolio. Tell me what I need to do. But you're obviously not in the business of providing those direct consultations for them. And for that, they could get a little upset. Um, not saying that that's a lot of people, but. We do know that you have a very forgiving refund and cancellation policy. Why do you think that's important to you and to allow that easy cancellation for your members? And is it related to a scenario like that?
1: That's a good question. And in my experience, very few people are frustrated or upset that we won't go through their portfolio, you know, piece by piece and give them that type of service because it's, I don't think it's expected in the uh, investment newsletter industry. Um, It's something that, you know, an investment advisor would, would do, but we're not quite in that industry and we're also charging, you know, a 10th or 1% of the the fees. So it's typically not expected. For us, our refund policy, we call it our golden rule commitment. um, And it's the idea that we want to treat our members... The way we'd like to be treated if the situation re- was reversed. So we, we do full refunds for the first 60 days after someone joins. We do prorated refunds after that. The concept behind it is we want to provide value to the people that join our services. And if we're not providing value, we don't want to charge people based on a technicality of, you know, like, well, you signed a contract, so you, you owe me money, <laughs> um, even though I'm not doing anything for you. So we, we'd prefer to just kind of amically Amicably part ways.
3: On the other hand, poor slash no support of your customers can cause significant problems in your business.
1: The largest newsletter company—they just went public through a SPAC, which is a shady way in itself to go public. So they went public, and as a public company, they release quarterly earnings and they do uh, company calls. And there's a very respected analyst who is on the call. And the company, and this is a newsletter company, this is the biggest newsletter company, but they're huge. They're a, you know, I think they're a billion dollar company they're, they're gigantic on their, on their conference call. They, so their first conference call, they were like, we want to grow and have margin that equals 50%. It's, it's not important, but it's a super lofty goal. And on their second call, they were like, we don't really believe in those type of numbers. We, we are long-term now we don't have targets. And it's like, all right. I mean, you know, I like long-term, but you can't one quarter say we have a specific target and next quarter be like, there are no targets. Um, (laughs) So the analyst calls them out and he's like, well, what happened here? And they started like attacking the analyst and basically saying he's, he's dumb. And like, I've never, I've never seen a, you know, these are supposed to be professional calls. Like this is not, but they were like personally attacking the guy. And the only other thing time I've seen that is actually with a, inron uh, call which is like a famous example is calling the guy like a jackass or something the analyst <laughs> um, for asking him questions but but yeah so that's like an example of how how crappy some of these companies are
3: i guess to say that is you want to make sure that you're able to support your customers throughout their life cycle of whether they're investing in dividend stocks or whether they're moving on to something else or they're giving it up entirely you want to make sure that you're supporting them through their entire journey of your experience
1: and what you do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We want to, we want to make sure that we're there to support them through finding information and and building a a income portfolio. And if, if they're not interested in that, then that's just there. I would add here that there's, there's many different good ways to invest. I'm not dogmatic that everyone should only invest in dividend stocks. um, But I I do think it's a, a great strategy for a lot of people and the people that are interested in it. Those are the people that we want to serve.
2: Moving forward, let's start to talk a little bit about the future. Uh, what are your aims? What are your goals for Sure Dividend over the next two years? Well, we normally say two years, but given everything that's happened in the last two years, maybe the time frame could be a little bit adjustable, but yeah, arbitrarily tell us about what you aim to achieve for Sure Dividend in the next two years. Our main goals are
1: just growing our audience further and then growing the amount of securities that we cover in our Sure Analysis Research Database, which is I, I mentioned it earlier, it's where we we currently cover over 800 income securities, and I feel it's a it's something that virtually no one else does. The level of coverage that we have um, on individual securities, so so we want to expand that further because I I think that's where the value that we provide and kind of this the thing that we're doing that. Really, only one other company I know of, which is Value Line, that's been around since the 1930s, um, is doing to that level. So that's where we want to grow as a business. We want to focus our resources there, and then, you know, we want to bring more people in on the member side.
3: All of this hinges on Sure dividends, successful business strategy to support their customers through their journey and provide value no matter where they're at.
1: What makes a company resilient is one. Focusing on providing value for their members or customers, that you know they're you're providing more in value than you're charging. I think if you do that, you sh- you should exist, you know, continuously. And then you want to keep your leverage; don't have too much debt or hopefully no debt, because um, that can sink you even if you're profitable. But or you know if you have cash coming in, but you have to pay out more in interest expenses and your business declines at all. That's a way a lot of people go bankrupt. So that's a key thing to you know not expand too fast, not over leverage yourself, not over hire when times are good. Things like that, you know, you want to be be stable yourself. Um, and the third thing I'd add is also a focus on, and this is very difficult for a small business, but a focus on some sort of competitive advantage, um, something that you're doing that other people can't do. And for most small businesses, that's going to be a brand. Um, for us I talked about our share analysis research database that's something that uh, a guy with a good investing idea and no cash he couldn't replicate that today because there's 800 plus securities no one can do that by themselves it's impossible whereas an investing newsletter you know a, a really smart person uh, could go out and start one and have some success so a competitive advantage something that Other people your size or smaller or hopefully even larger than you can't compete with is really important for sustainable uh, business success, I think.
3: Great customer service is a huge differentiator for people when choosing a business to work with. This is reflected in how Ben operates with his customers. It leaves a lasting impression whether someone is brand new to your business or is moving on or growing out of it. We found with these two guests, it's good business to support your customers throughout their time with you, even if they cancel or leave. Unexpectedly great customer service is critical to building a successful business strategy. You can make a lasting difference. This has been Creative Independence, a podcast by Memberful. I'm Jen Matichuk.
2: I'm Cy Wilmore.
3: Thank you, Lauren and Ben for joining us today. You can find Lauren on the Memberful Help Desk, info at memberful.com. You can find Ben at suredividend.com. Thanks for listening. Check us out. Leave us some reviews and I'll catch you guys next time.